there's a special kind of devil coming after me. I'm choking on his lies from six feet underneath. I'll keep flying at the dirt until he sets me free. I'll never let this ugly devil bury me. and welcome to Underneath the Waves, where we take you behind the music of singer-songwriter Don Hancock. I'm your host, Grace Hancock, and welcome to episode two. Each episode, we're going to cover... <laughs> I don't know why my voice gets so high when I say that. <laughs> two! <laughs> two! <laughs> two! <laughs> Well, each episode, we're going to be covering a different song off a different EP. We'll have some bonus episodes with some singles, um, and each one is going to be a quickie look behind the scenes of the process and the meaning behind the song. So thank you so much for joining us and listening. And without further ado, say hello, Dawn. Do I have to say hello every time? Yeah, it's like a shtick. Hello. Hey. Hey. So today we're going to be talking about your second track off of your EP, Reborn, which is Bury Me. And actually, I don't know if you knew this, but this is my favorite song from this EP. I did not um, know that. Now you, the more you know. Now you know. Now you know. <laughs> Bill, Bill, Bill. Bill Nye, the science guy. <laughs> this is officially a Bill Nye fan podcast. Well, I, as is literally everything I do is enjoy to Bill Nye. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so Bury Me is... <laughs> My favorite song on the EP, and I know, you know, a big part of your impetus to write music and a lot of your inspiration, that kind of stuff, is that your sound is very epic and cinematic. It's it's perfectly primed for, like, film and television. Like, we all know that feeling of when we're in the, you know, in the movie theater. You know, remember movie theaters? It's old. I think it's so. It's kind of vintage. Yeah, yeah. But back in the day. It's making a comeback, though, I heard. Oh, good. So, yeah. um, you would, like, see an epic trailer with, like, this amazing song, and then immediately you're Googling, like... What is the trailer song for Black Widow? So it's definitely like that kind of sound. And this is definitely one of those. I think this one especially would be perfect for like the theme of like an AMC drama or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, so this one is, you know, I think we can all relate to that feeling of being sort of, and I wrote, for lack of a better term, attacked by a devil. Um <laughs> Was this song in particular inspired by something specific or was it more kind of that metaphorical struggle that we all experience with our inner demons? Yeah, no. So this one was actually specific. So, you know, we talked about in the last episode how I had been writing music for a long time, but then at some point felt this compulsion to actually release music. Well, once I started releasing music, I um, lost my voice. And I couldn't sing. (laughs) And it was like this bizarre sort of timing where, you know, for 15 years I can write and sing without issue. And then the second that I decide to actually be seen and go public and, you know, release my work out into the world, then suddenly I'm feeling very like, it's almost like psychosomatic. Yeah, it was, well, and it ended up being, you know, partially caused by really severe acid reflux. And I didn't know, like I had any of these issues and had never struggled with any of these issues, but bury me was written out of that experience. So you'll notice that a lot of the lyrics are about like feeling choked, feeling like you're suffocating, having like a noose around your neck. Cause that's actually like how it felt. Like it felt like this very like specific devil was coming after me in like a very <laughs> specific way and was like, Oh, you're going to take your music public. Well, I'm going to make it so that you can't even speak. 
sometimes forget sing. Right. And so bury me was all about how, about that feeling. And that's what I was trying to capture because it just felt like such a, such a like personal, like (laughs) attack, a personal struggle. So do you have any kind of thoughts? I think that probably a lot of people feel like, or experience stuff that's similar. It's kind of like, like, I feel like when I'm exporting a self tape and the file crashes and the thing doesn't work and then the editing doesn't work and then I have to redo it and then the camera battery dies and then I book it. Do you feel like there's sometimes a connection when something kind of big is happening, that there tends to be resistance? And what do you think that's all about? Yeah. I mean, this is probably a longer, like deep dive topic, <laughs> but I, I have noticed that with myself. I mean, this being like the prime example, right? What I, my theory of the case is that it's the universe's way of challenging you to to determine whether or not you're actually going to follow through with it. It's like you're going to need some fortitude if you're going to do this. And so in this moment, I'm going to sort of like cause some little bit of friction to to require you to sort of rise to that occasion. And not that if it's easy, it's not a similarly like cosmically aligned situation because I think that happens too when you have those moments where it feels like you're just like sliding on butter. Right. But I think in particular when you're like transitioning into something new, it's almost like the universe is challenging you to be like, do you actually want this? Like, are you actually going to keep going for this? Because that was my experience with, with this issue that I had was like, do I keep trying to record? Like there were times when like I was going to be in the studio that day and I couldn't even talk that morning. And there was such a temptation to just cave and to just be like, you know what? Fine. I never really wanted to like be seen anyway. So I'm just going to like, you know, go back into my cave. Um, But I think it's an invitation to, to kind of meet the moment and to keep going. And then you, you eventually have that like reward. Right. I love that. That was all very, very well put. It's almost kind of like the universe is like testing you for weak spots. Cause it's like, you can't have any weak spots for this next thing that's coming in. It's basically Sam Neill throwing sticks at the electric fence for the (laughs) T-Rex. Exactly. Which I'm sure we can all agree. And then at the end, it's just the universe going, ah, and nothing's actually (laughs) there. That is so poignant. So that is exact. And then we all freaked out for nothing. We all freaked out for nothing. <laughs> that is hilarious. Here we are just uh, incorporating Jurassic Park into your manifestation. And we know that that's the content you people are here for. Um, now, this is kind of a more uh, a broader question, but who, if you can even pinpoint one person, or maybe there's two or three, I'm sure there's many, but who has had a really significant impact on your work as a singer songwriter? Yeah. So I think my sound was really shaped by film composers. Like I fell in love with film music when I was like 10 years old or 12, something like that. So not very many like 10 or 12 year olds are obsessed with film music, but yeah, you were weird. I was a weirdo. So I'm fine with that. (laughs) I mean, I was watching the 10 commandments 12 times a day at age three. So we were weird. We were weird. Yeah. So, so my, the overall sound was definitely shaped by film composers, that very like epic, emotive sound that just like, I mean, with film music, I mean, maybe I'm just a weirdo, but like I could be like in whatever mood. And then I listen to film music and it just evokes that 
deep emotion, whatever that music is, emotion that music is it's trying so to evoke, right? Yeah. yeah, it's so moving. It just cuts like deeper than any other kind yeah. of music. A hundred percent. And so that is was for sure the inspiration behind it. And then when I realized that there was this whole like genre of music of like epic music with lyrics was which was the always the kind of music that I wrote anyway I just didn't know what to do with it for like 15 years until I figured out that this is an actual like thing and that people write this kind of music and it has a place in the universe like it has right. a place in like film and television all of those artists that do that there's many of them um have been huge inspirations to me because they helped me understand what my natural like writing bent was for um and shape it into something into what it is now really and then do you want to just like briefly for anybody who doesn't know like i know like do you want to explain like the 10 second version of like what sync means like what that is yeah so sync licensing is basically just it it's a license that's purchased to use music as a companion to visual media. So like a studio or, you know, whoever's producing visual media, film, television, commercial, video game will purchase a license, which just means that they're paying to use your music in a particular capacity in their visual media. And there's different ways of doing that, but that's basically what it means. Yeah. There's, I I have found personally so much new music by watching a TV show and there's some like epic scene where she's like lighting everything on fire, literally. (laughs) And then there's like some epic music playing. And then immediately I go like on Spotify and find it. So exactly. That's definitely a great way to find new music and great. Like that, like you said, like that crossover, that's like kind of like film score, but also kind of brings this like modern aspect to it that it has lyrics. So it's a little bit more, storytelling yeah. like modalities within it if that makes sense totally. um so i totally lost uh my train of thought but you can oh i was gonna say and you can hear bury me at the beginning and the uh ending of this episode <laughs> words are so fun Very um, did you have any final thoughts you wanted to share with the people about bury me no, I just, I love that Bury Me is your favorite. Um, it's one of my favorites too. It was one of the earlier songs that we recorded. I want to say it was maybe the second one that we did kind of in this like cinematic cool. like sound. So at the time of recording Bury Me, I was very new still to the cinematic world and what that sound, you know, what that would look like for me. Right. Um, like darkness was later. And so bury me was, was one of the early ones. And, but I think that, uh, it came out like really well, and I really am proud of it. And I love hearing that it's your favorite, especially because it was one of the first ones. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. No, I, that's always, I play that song uh, too much, too much. Too many of those plays are definitely mine. Um, well, that's going to be it for episode two, you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to have a new episode next week about the third track, Beautiful Lies. It's incredible. And in the meantime, be sure to follow Dawn online everywhere at the Dawn Hancock. You can visit DawnHancock.com where her lyrics are listed as well. And check out her music everywhere, Spotify, Google Play, all those great places that kids find music. She's everywhere, people. And if you have a question for Dawn, go ahead and send it in to hello at DawnHancock.com. And we we will answer it in a future episode. Have an epic week, everyone. Have an epic week. Bye.